Welcome to our very first episode of the Girls Table on Anchor FM. My name is Samge Sochuma. I call myself Samge Business or the Future Business Mogul. But my friends call me Samu or Samge. I'm your host for this episode. The Girls Table is a platform for girls and young women to amplify their voices on socioeconomic, political and cultural issues in Zimbabwe and beyond. I really believe that we need to hear more voices of young women speaking on issues that affect them so that we may see a desired change in our communities and in the countries that we live in. On the 12th of August, we celebrated International Youth Day, and this day was endorsed by the UN um, to celebrate and mainstream young people's voices, actions, and initiatives. This is what we as the Girls' Table believe in, that we need to mainstream young people's voices, especially young women and girls. And this year's theme was Youth Engagement for Global Action, basically meaning that um, how can we enhance the participation of young people in decision-making processes. And for us at the Girls' Table, our main focus is the participation of young women in decision-making processes, the involvement of young women in decision-making processes, their representation in, in all levels, whether it's local, national, and international so because of COVID-19, we were not able to do what we usually do, that is meeting for a roundtable discussion. So we asked different young women to, to send us their thoughts and their views on what they think about youth engagement for global action, what they think of the theme, what does it mean to them, and what they think the government needs to do to enhance the participation of young women in political processes, in national processes. Today, the 12th of August, 2020, we celebrated the International Youth Day, according to the United Nations calendar. And this year's theme read, uh, Youth Engagement for Global Action, which I believe speaks to the youth and is an invitation and a challenge uh, in the engagement of young people at a local, national, and the global level. And it uh, speaks to how we can contribute and be significant in uh, life-changing policies uh, concerning our today, our tomorrow, our community, and for the future generation. We have noticed that um, the youth are not given a platform, or maybe I'm speaking from an African uh, point of view, from where we are, who we are, and the kind of life that we live. Living in Africa, we notice that um, we are plagued by uh, nations, decision makers, and decision policies that uh, have got nothing to do with the youth. They affect the youth, but the youth cannot even contribute to those policies and uh, decision making um, platforms. We notice that uh, the table is only full of uh, the older generation, and the youth have no uh place and cannot partake and um make decisions in um in policies that will affect our today and our tomorrow and um this is obviously then becomes worse for the girl child because uh, there's a certain um appearance there's a certain uh, stand that the girl child is expected to take and sitting at the decision making table is not one of them the girl child actually has to fight um, to take a stand and uh, 
be viewed as a decision maker, as a potential leader. We've noticed that if um, the girl child eventually then breaks through and takes that stand, they are plagued with um, abuse of all sorts. And uh, the margin and the percentage of the young woman on the decision-making table is actually very, very low. And I'm speaking on, on, um, on an African level, from an African girl child, a girl child who's still young and a girl child who yearns to make decisions and uh, come up with policies and take part and lead um, a community, a nation and uh, go globally, making a difference in, in their lives. And we've, in so many cases, heard uh, the statement that Rita nothing for the youth without the youth. And uh, if we aren't given a chance to do something for ourselves, for our parents, for the generations to come, which means that we reap nothing because we have not taken part. But the opportunities and the chances that uh, come with that particular challenge and that particular invitations are not there. They are not existing. And I'm speaking from an African point of view, not globally but from an, uh, the life that I live as an, as an African black girl child, there are no opportunities for us to do things so that we can also reap. So there is nothing for us, the youth, because we are not even there. We are not considered to be decision makers. We're not considered to be intelligent or well-equipped enough to make decisions concerning the communities that we live in, the nation that we are in, and the continent that we are in. Um, I think that um, if the youth are to rise up, take charge, and challenge the status quo, and challenge uh, the current status, we have to come up with um, our own platforms that will help drive policies. Unfortunately, some in some cases, the platforms already have certain channels that have to be followed. And as long as the gate is closed in the faces of the youth, there is no change in that particular um, area or field. But in cases where uh, the youth can come up with their own platforms, come up with their own um, projects come up with their own uh, initiators that not only help the community but also help the youth in job creation in uh, because we know that the youth are innovators the youth are up to date the youth have ideas the youth have the energy it's just that the platforms are not there so it is up to us the youth to create the platforms that um, will help change our lives change our communities change our nations and change our future I'm Musa Wengo-Zitandu-Rahumani. International Youth Day theme, Youth Engagement for Global Action. What does this theme mean to us as the young people? Well, we recognize the fact that we are living in an ever-globalizing world, meaning that there is a need to incorporate and integrate the youth, the young people, in all policy-making and implementation systems, highlighting the ways in which the engagement of young people at the local, national, and global levels is enriching national and multilateral institutions and processes, as well as draw lessons on how their representation in formal institutional politics can be significantly enhanced. 
that is made to value the functionality of including the young people, the youth. Our young people really represented in decision making processes, our young women involved in platforms that matter. Well, we know that in as much as the government is trying incorporating young people, young women in decision making processes, it is really not effective to a greater extent. Why? It is because the systems and organizations that stand to create policies for young people are generally creating a false perception of that the youth are engaged. We can take a look at the junior parliament, the junior council. These bodies are actually child-led and they can suggest feasible policies, solutions. But then we know that the government doesn't really take them into consideration and this really becomes problematic. And there is need to hear them out because they also matter. They need to be represented. Then young people, young women to be specific, we recognize that we are living in a patriarchal society, meaning that the number of women is quite a few. So the number of women involved in systems that matter would be a few. Despite the feminist attempts, the youth trying to stand their ground, advocating for inclusivity of young women, we really think that the government should actually incentivize platforms that integrate women because women are not fully involved in the platforms that matter. The government actually needs to appreciate that women also matter. They can be heard. They have solutions. They can propose meaningful decisions. Do we have enough voices that speak to push for global action? Is every voice represented, heard? Well, we can now look at groups that are marginalizing the society. Women firstly, then children and ethnic minorities generally. So if we find people falling under a certain minority, it means that they're not being heard. They are marginalized at some point because they are undermined in the society, which is actually wrong. We need policies that integrate the minorities that then speak for a certain circle because everyone is part of the society and everyone matters. Basically, we do not have enough voices and that is needs for total inclusivity to attain the goal that global action seeks to achieve. Every voice should be heard and actually be represented because every voice matter we need to have more people standing up for the young for the young people for the young women for every voice for every minority because at the end of the day they are the ones who tend to suffer the most they are the vulnerable in the economy in the society there is the word that says the statement that says nothing for the youth without the youth if we take a look at this it basically means that the youth the young persons the young people they need to be involved in issues that actually matter to them, that affect them, that involve them, because they are the ones who actually understand the scenarios, the situations, the problems that they are imposed to. Which means that they are the ones who can also actually propose decisions, solutions that can curb the problems at hand. Policies that are best fitted for them need to be made because at the end of the day, it's about them. We can we can note that um, some policies are created under the assumption that the youth are facing certain problems without the actual recognition of the problems by the youth. This really is a problem. At the end of the day, it is not a, a solution, but rather 
a problem on its own, a wrong on top of another wrong. So that is need for the young people to decide for themselves what matters to, to themselves. They need to note out the problem that they are facing, the situations that they are going through, and also propose the solutions that they seem best fitted for what? For keeping the problems. And what can the youth do for their voices not only to be heard, but to be the drivers of policies? We can now talk about devolution. Power ought to be distributed to the young people within the society, which means that they actively engage themselves in policies that are also sovereign to young people or child-headed organizations like the junior councils, the junior parliament, the youth councils. At that point, where they actually create policies that actually affect some change in the society because they are building on a future that is them, creating the kind of society that they want by actively participating in political. If we take a look at this, it's actually good. Why? Because political spheres actually determine the functionality of the rest of the systems, be it social or economical systems. The young people need to be the drivers of their own policies because at the end of the day, they are the ones who will be there in the future. They are the ones who know what's best for them. They are the ones who can decide what is good for them. We do not need systems whereby everything is done for us by other people under assumptions. We actually need to be the ones who are at the first hand, first hand experience of drawing on the line what is best for us, what needs to be done, because at the end of the day, there is going to be a significant change, and we need to incorporate a large number of young people because there is significant change that comes with numbers. This theme means youth taking an active role in all stages of decision-making that affect their lives and taking up leadership roles to address and promote issues that matter most to youth. Uh, this is something that civil society and even government leaders must take up in their stride for, for global sustainable development to be achieved. Um, the third thing is that most countries are signatories to many charters which call for the increased participation of youth in planning, implementation, and evaluation of uh, development activities that directly affect the lives of youths. So with Zimbabwe, meaningful youth engagement is still a joke, it's still a far-fetched reality because those in positions of authority sometimes ignore what we as youth can do and the role we can play in moving the development agenda of the country or even of the globe. Uh, even if youth have education and skills that are required, the, the excuse that is usually given is that they don't have experience. So this, for me, boggles the mind because how do you gain experience if you are not given the opportunity to work in that field? Um, there is also fear in authorities that once youth meaningfully engage, they then lose their jobs. Uh, what we see in Zimbabwe as meaningful engage, youth engagement 
is not necessarily solved because there's issues of manipulation where young people are engaged in an agenda that they don't fully understand. For instance, you send youth out into the streets to advocate for something that they don't understand totally and why they should be advocating for it. Then there is that issue of using it as a deco where they are invited to show off and there's no engagement taking place. You'll notice that at such meetings, youths will be given a seat and they'll be given a free t-shirt or political regalia, that is if it's a political meeting. And their role there is to just sing, dance and chant slogans without any, as it were, any engagement. Um, there's also another issue that we, I have noticed, um, chronism, like favoritism based youth engagements where only the youths that sympathize with those in authority or they know the organizers of the youth meetings seem to be the ones who are meaningfully engaged. Then there's uh, tokenism. Youths are given a platform to speak, but they speak the mind of the organizer of the meeting because you find that that speech is authored for them. So in essence, it's like the leader or whoever the convener of that meeting is, essentially they are speaking to themselves. So in this country, it's a joke. Now, when it comes to young women, it's sad because the way women are groomed or young women are groomed in this country, they are groomed for marriage, being proper marriage material. For them to have a voice, they are called wayward. It's uh, being involved in these um, discussions or in, in such discourses is is seemingly meant for single women or divorced women. There is this stigma attached to young women or women who are involved in decision-making processes. So it's still we are still a long way off in that regard we may speak about we may speak about young women having voices but the truth on the ground is that the socialization process in our country is still at that stage where young girls young women are being groomed for being caregivers or for being homemakers making men comfortable uh, not any other thing as if thinking for their future is beyond their scope so for youth to be taken seriously, to, to be actively involved in decision-making processes, I think we have started well. I think we, people realize that it's young people who have been pushing the agenda that Zimbabwean lives matter because seeing that um, the government really is not people-centered, is not youth-centered, as evidenced by the composition of ministers, composition of MPs. Um, this then puts 
to the test the genuineness of government when they say they are doing things for the youth or programs for the youth. The essence of saying doing nothing for the youth without the youth is just a mere saying because of the evidence of governance positions or decision-making positions still being held by very old people should be retired by now. So for the youth to take up the mantle, I think we've started well with Zimbabwean Lives Matter. Everyone is now, people are now waking up to that they have to do something. We'll continue pushing. I think um, with the way things are going, the, the constitutional process of amending bills that has been challenged by Namatai is a step in the right direction. The, the engagement of youth, uh, the conscientization that she has done of asking youth to, to, to go through the amendments to also challenge the amendments uh, because realizing that if these are not challenged, then our future is doomed. The, the various spaces that youth are taking, the various platforms that youth are taking by airing out their views is a step in the right direction. I think it also, for those who are in the political arena, they have to push that whether they're given a quota or they make sure that they contest the older people, they also engage and show them that a, a, a bridge can be a bridge can be gaped. They also need to understand that we are living in a fast changing world, and we are the future. We are the ones who carry the future forward. So if that is not done, then our future is doomed. Okay, for number one, um, to me, this theme sounds like um involving young people in all aspects that affect them like be it globally locally nationally and so forth like politics social matters climate change environmental change things like that like having young people being involved in all the decisions that have to to be made in all changes that have to take place then the second question are young people really represented in decision well, I, I really, I, I don't think the representation is is quite there yet for young people. For example, our parliament in, in our politics in Zimbabwe, we are seeing a lot of old people, like people who I think have actually passed their retirement age, but they, they, they are the ones which are there. For example, if the the ministry of ICTs and all, like any ministry that involves technology, I think there should be more young people there because I believe young people understand uh, today's technology better than older people. So I don't really think young people are being represented uh, quite well. Then are uh, women, are young women involved in platforms that matter? I still think, especially in Zimbabwe, we, we are yet to improve. Our voice as young women needs to be heard more. Like we need to be there, even in politics, we're not supposed to be afraid, but currently right now, people, if they try to, to get into politics and all, they end up uh, 
going back because of fear being beaten up and or like what's happening to our journalists maybe if the, the the environment is more conducive or if we have more courage as young women just to to get in there even if it's dangerous um then do we have enough voices to I'm thinking the voices are not enough. I really don't think um, all young people, I'll speak about Zimbabwe because I've never been to other countries. I don't think all young people are, are really aware of, of how much change we can bring to our nation, how much development we can actually influence as young people in, in our nation. I believe it's not something for young people, but every young person, because we, we, we are the adults of tomorrow, and we need to, to, to leave something for the generation that will come behind us. So I really, I, I really don't think we have enough voices. I think we can still do more, push for, for more young people to be heard, like in the rural areas, every aspect of the country. We need all the voices to come together. Yes, I, I actually support the statement, nothing for the youth without the youth, because how do you know what I want when you haven't asked me? How do you know what my needs are, what my challenges are? Because I believe each and every generation has got different challenges. So, for example, if, if uh, you were born during the, 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 the liberation struggle and you were a young person then, your challenges were different from ours. Our challenges are different. For example, we are educated. I've got a master's degree about to graduate. I'm still not employed. I know they will preach uh, entrepreneurship and all, but where is the capital? How do we get the capital? Some of us don't have the the the, 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 connect, the so-called connections and quotes that are, are, are needed. So I believe if anything concerns young people, a, a young people should be represented in, 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 in that matter. You cannot go ahead and make decisions for young people without consulting them. Like, I mean, how do you know what they want? So I really support the, the statement, nothing for the youth without the youth. Involve the youth, get to know what they want. I believe they've got great ideas. What can the youth do for their voices? Not only to be heard, but to be drivers of policies. Well, I, I guess we have to start small. I, I don't know, like, um, maybe let's make use of social media because that, that's how we, we communicate these days. That that's the technology that's available for us. Let's make use of our social media platforms instead of only posting jokes, only posting funny things, maybe that will, what can I say? things that don't really mean anything or, or laughing at others or even pulling each other. Let's use our social media platforms to actually make our voices heard. Like if someone is asking us to sign a petition, maybe against something, for example, Zim Life Matters, we're signing a petition online or something. Let's take advantage of that and influence as, more, as much people as we can. So I think that's how we can push ourselves to be heard in coming up coming up with policies that affect the country, that affect young people, that affect everyone in general. International Youth Day, Youth Engagement for Global Action. The theme basically means that every young person should be participating in processes that contribute to their future.
young people are slowly gaining momentum but i feel like they will be adults when they finally get heard i feel like young women get victimized for having different opinions or not following the status quo so to avoid the drama associated with such the majority keep quiet every voice seems to be represented on paper but in reality there's no action to the voices and i think that's a global crisis nothing for the youth without the youth looks really good on paper but it's not practical the youth i feel should create an atmosphere amongst themselves where they can voice out to each other the importance of speaking out and break the cycle early before they too become adults and practice the same thing that was done to them i would want to appreciate the work that uh umama or dr ruth labode is doing around you know the advocacy that she's doing around access to srh services for young women you know she's steering very uncomfortable um conversations you know for example the conversation around uh, safe abortion access to safe abortion you know recently uh it, it, you know she engaged uh ama traditional uh, leaders you know ama chiefs ukuthi kube yibo ababa part of you know the steering uh, committees around the conversation on access to safe abortion we all know ukuthi such conversations are a taboo yabona they are a taboo and 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 she she she's gone out of her way to create a space you know this is actually an opportunity samu for for us as young women you know she's created a space for us as young women you know as ama end users of 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 some of the policies um that that are enacted as ama end users of some of the laws that are enacted ukuthi let's jump into that space you know let's walk into that space and let's find comfortable seats you know and 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 start pushing our agenda and start defining our own agenda you know according to our own terms so it depends some it depends angle at which we are looking at it from so like i said the question should be the conversation right now should be around to what extent are young women to what extent are young people being involved in decision making processes youth engagement for global action means the celebration of diversity amongst young people diversity is defined by age you know is defined by cultural beliefs and practices is defined by you know socioeconomic background or status you know when we begin to recognize that there are young people living with disability young people living in the slums you know young people is defined by by health you know 
when we begin to celebrate, when we begin to acknowledge that diversity, I believe that's what youth engagement for global action means to me as a young person and as a young leader. And the question about representation of young people in decision-making processes, especially for, for young women, um, I, I believe, I believe, and I want to acknowledge the spaces that have been created um, for young people, you know, to participate in the decision-making processes. We do not want to reverse the gains that we have made as a country, the gains that we have made even as a global community. We look at um, our continent in Africa. You know, the African Union has got a charter for, for young people. We've got a youth envoy, you know, representing young people in Africa, you know, in the, in the African Union board. That's a gain that we have made, you know, that's a gain that has been made in, in that, you know, regional space in that global space so to say young people are being are young people being um, represented in decision making processes one can stand to say yes they are being um, represented in decision making processes you know Recently, the youth, um, the African Union Youth Envoy, uh, called for, you know, country representatives for the African Union Youth Hustlers. You know, it's a cause for celebration. It's a cause for appreciation. It shows that young people at that level, you know, they are being um, recognized as as individuals, as persons with the ability to participate and contribute meaningfully to the development, you know, of the continent, to the development of, 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 of the countries and, and even our communities. In country, we look at our line ministries. You know, we've got the Ministry of Youth, we've got the Ministry of Women Affairs, you know, we've got um, the Department of Social Services. We've also got the Ministry of Health. You know, these are key ministries in our country that, um, you know, including the Ministry of Education. Yes, the Ministry of Education as well. These are line ministries that, that are proving, that are making efforts, you know, to recognize to involve young people in decision-making processes. You know, we look at um, youth health, you know, we refer to the Minister of, of Health and Childcare. So much work, so much work somewhere is being done um, around youth health and mental well-being. you know, so much advocacy, so much <clears throat> considerations, you know, we have young people 
defining uh you know what access to health means for them we've got young people defining coming up with their own terms you know demanding user friendly spaces in our health uh, centers we've got young people you know demanding youth corners and having youth corners even in youth centers you know um we've got young people young leaders you know um demanding accountability you know the social and accountability uh, around education you know um so not to take away you know those strides that um our government through our line ministries you know the strides that have 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 been made so i would want to appreciate you know and i would want to acknowledge and say yes young people are are, are being represented um they're being included you know they're being involved in decision making processes but i think some of our question the conversation should be around to what extent you know that should be the conversation uh, even as we celebrate the international youth day that 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 should be the conversation that young people that all leaders you know communities that's a conversation that we need to be steering to what extent are young people being included or being involved or being consulted you know in decision making processes we <clears throat> we look at young uh, young women like i'm saying while we appreciate that these spaces that have been um, availed you know for young people for young women to participate you know uh, but we, we we still have structural barriers samu we still have structural barriers that are limiting, you know, the greater and meaningful involvement of, of, of young women, you know, as, as stakeholders, you know, as key stakeholders that, that have that capacity somehow when we are talking about capacities, you know, we're looking at, you know, issues to do with intellectual property rights, you know, we're looking at issues to do with skills, you know um but we we, we 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 young women are still facing limitations barriers you know to 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 actively you know to 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 their to, to for them to reach um their full capacity in terms of participation you know in those uh, key decision making processes when we talk about structural barriers samu let's look at um you know our cultural and, and religious practices. For example, in Matabeleland, we still have communities that, uh, you know, like you look at Matabeleland North, you know, deep in Binga, in Kai, you look at Matabeleland South, um, in Wuana, you know, communities are still, families are still uh, practicing uh, child marriages, you know. Though we have branded them as child marriages but in actuality there is no such thing as child marriage it's statutory um rape 
we 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 still have we still have uh, communities you know marrying off young girls uh because of poverty uh because of regarding you know young regarding girls as not even regarding but the way that communities define you know uh these young girls you know young girls are being defined according to societal roles and expectations they are not being consulted so when we look at um decision making processes Samo, uh, the fundamental you know the primary space for a decision making process starts off from the family level parents you know fathers they don't ask their daughters do you want to get married we look at adolescence you know uh generation year to samu is a sexually active generation you know it's a hyperactive generation and we need to acknowledge that and as a result um you know some of our adolescent sisters are falling pregnant you know unplanned pregnancies and once umtwana ole 13 says 12 you know she's being sent off so to you know she's not consulted she's not asked so when we look at a decision making processes or decision spaces it starts at family level it starts at family level you know even masses can you understand so it becomes a vicious cycle exactly on elena ikalisa right at grassroots level once you figure you know my space is where we have these community meetings you know that are being chaired by our councillors um we look at a participation yabo mama a participation yabo mama in such spaces we get to uh, national level spaces sangakhangelama consultative meetings you know the budget consultative meetings ama parliamentary uh, parliamentary portfolio uh, consultative meetings the voice of young women the voice of young women is still muffled you know we're still being silenced we're still being silenced samu we look at issues to do with health you know for young women for example the laws around access to sexual reproductive health education for young women issue around safe abortion so a question has been raised do we have enough voices that speak to push for global action is every voice represented uh some currently you know the order of the day has is, is now being defined by uh, COVID-19 you know the COVID-19 epidemic and we have young people in rural settings 
marginalized settings. Hard to reach settings. Underdeveloped communities. Underdeveloped countries. You know. Young people that do not have access to health facilities, you know, they have to walk 20 kilometers just to access basic health care. You know, it's everything, basic health care. We've had young people, you know, that have to walk 20 to 30 kilometers just to access basic education. You know, we have young people that have to walk 10 kilometers, 20 kilometers just to go and access um, safe water. You know, we are speaking into the issues of our human rights, Samo. You know, the right to health, right to education, you know, right to safe water, right to shelter. And I, I think we are still a long way to go uh, in terms of ensuring that every voice of, 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 of every young person is represented. COVID-19 has changed the order of the day, you know. Uh, it has come with the E new normal you know work is being done is being done through the virtual platforms says kangela issues around uh, access to internet services you know access to our smartphones and we are talking about young people in the deep uh you know, Sinampande village deep in, in, in Binga Bay. We are talking about young people. I was saying, We are talking about young people. I was saying, You know, in Mashonaland East, Mashonaland West. Lapo Ogunga, Hambikona, Imoda, you know, those are, are called hard to reach areas. All these basic services. All these luxuries that uh, young people in peri-urban and, and in urban settings are, are, are benefiting from, these young people in those hard-to-reach areas, they are not benefiting from, from, from such luxuries, you know, from such uh, opportunities. And now, because of the lockdown that has been brought by you know the COVID-19 epidemic education for status for young people has been greatly affected and the global community is calling for for e-programming you know e-education uh, e-health you know countries have to reprogram their work reprogram their activities reprogram basically reprogram everything to the virtual platforms what about the young person in the rural areas that young person who has to wake up as early as 3 a.m 
aqala hambe masimini ayithiye hlakulile abesebuye segeza sesiye sikolo xa iphenduke vele sikolo kumele ukuthi ahambe ayedinga futhi amanzi you know just for them to to have a, a basic you know or a normal life for them you know that's the normal for them that's the normal but that normal has presented and is continuously presenting a lot of challenges we've got young people that are living on the streets young people that are living in the slums you know young people that have been displaced you know internal displacement climate change you know climate change has, has brought about displacement of families you know and in decision making processes or even in you know the basic processes like your census you know the national census those young people we've got a lot of our fellow brothers and sisters that are unaccounted for they are not in the system samo abakho abakho abaziwa isensas iyahamba door to door ibala abantu abasezindlini but what about the young people that are living on the streets young people that have been forced out of their families you know due to various reasons and even yonelani delinquency behavior you know we need to understand the root cause of of that delinquency behavior that is is being exhibited by young people by that one particular young person eqinisimfosi ukuthi abaleke from home ayehlala emgwaqweni running away from a place that is providing you with shelter a place that is providing you you know with a basic meal that is speaking into a mental well-being of young people the social fabric that family fabric it means a problem it emanates right from the grassroots level abazali bahlala bechayana abazali bayachaya abantwana but layo mzali singamsola singemsoli udiniwe ule stress udidekile khathesi vendors you know the informal sector most of our families most of our families were elivelywood yabo it was you know it was coming through the informal trade i lockdown sibuyile because of covid 19 i livelywood yama families has been affected we now have a lot of children we now have a lot of young people that have been forced back onto the streets yibo khathesa sebe ngama sebe ngama they've become uh, heads of families they are now fending for the families ungahamba eh you know my bus stop where where people queue to board the zubco uh, buses from town to home the streets are buzzed with young people the streets are buzzed with children samwa bahamba bethengisa ama razor blade 
bahamba banana that very same young person who is supposed to be in class that very same young person who is supposed to be enjoying you know the luxury of your protection from mama from baba he or she has been forced to the streets so such kind of of problems some that we may see or that we may want to 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 to, to cocoon and say no this is an in country problem but if you are to take a census around you know the global community you will realize that it is not just our country that is experiencing that it is not just zambia it is not just equatorial guinea it's not just mozambique it's not just usa it's the global community samu so we still have a long way to go in terms of representation of young people you know having their voice being heard to say nothing for us uh, without us nothing for youth without the youth i think this is self explanatory some we say the decision making process should start from from home it should start in class it should start at the health center it should start even in the playground sam lapha abantwana badlala khona lapha abantwana ba abakwejisa khona as peers as peers as young people we should we should cultivate we should have a culture of consulting each other and not deciding for each other or deciding for the other person we consult we consult we hear each other's opinions but esintwini samu asifuni futhi ukubalekela ukuthi thina singabantu besintwini abadala bathinyathi buzwa kwabaphambili as young people we need we need to appreciate the role of our elders we need to appreciate the role of our seniors people that have lived through the experience people are, people that have experienced the experience people that have stories people that have messages people that have lessons lessons learned from the different experiences but consultation 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 so lastly you say what can the youth do for their voices not only to be heard but to be drivers of policies step up and action step up and action for young people it's not just about the conversations it's not just about the talk we need to live the talk we need to walk the talk some we need to 
prove, we need to show, we need we need to show that we are responsible beings. If given the space, some, if given the leadership role, if given the decision-making role, we need to do, we need to execute those duties with responsibilities. We need to, to be accountable for our own actions you know social and accountability should not just be about us young people demanding accountability from government demanding accountability from other people that we we refer to as leaders accountability should start with us and from us we need to be accountable for our own actions we need to be accountable for our own decisions we need to be accountable for everything that we do, Samo. So for young people, we need to step up and action. Social and accountability. Thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you for according me the opportunity. Well, the theme, Youth Engagement for Global Action, to me, is actually a good theme and it's relevant uh, to the 21st century because when we're looking at International Youth Day, we are actually trying to celebrate the, the, our achievements so far and as one may say our little achievements <laughs> and uh, part of those achievements will are ways in which uh, our engagement you know our participation our engagement in all levels whether from political national and in the globe globally you know they have uh, our engagement has in, in enriched uh, the global process you know we have heard our, our views on certain issues and we have come up with solutions and you know that has made um, an impact in certain processes but then we can turn a blind eye to some of our challenges you know democracy has fundamentals that actually and in those uh, participation from all levels is a prerequisite so by engaging with the youths we are actually enhancing the political process fairness where we are saying we need voices from everyone if possible so the youth have been lagging behind when it comes to participation and by engaging with the youth you know we are trying to you know uh, cover that democratic deficit so i think that on its own is actually uh what makes youth engagement for global action quite um a good thing yeah and um i think uh, youths are not really represented uh, when it comes to decision making process because um you know we even in all levels like if only the decision-making process was inclusive, you know, of the youth and uh, especially the young women, they are actually victimized, whatever, especially in, in ours, <laughs> whatever you might want to try to do 
or um, you know there are always these big guys with resources and with influence and also our achievements even starting from home or locally or in our areas our achievements or our what we are trying to attain at the end of the day is not relevant because we we are facing this this compete these huge competitors and we are actually victimized and everything that we might try to do is politicized the decision making is not inclusive of the youth basically and we do not have enough voices because you know for one to have a voice at this uh, this era i think especially when you are trying to relate to the, the to the to the situation at hand right now because we are trying to social distance and all and most of the things are done online and most of the youth most of the youth are in remote areas and those in towns they have no access to wi-fi or internet because of you know the exorbitant prices of data or wi-fi so their voices are not heard so these are some of the problems that are bedeviling the process you know of of of, of engaging with every youth you know such trust such problems are ought to be addressed and in the best way that is possible and um nothing for the youth without the youth you know for one to address a problem you you have to relate to it so i think we need representation of the youth for our problems to be addressed because if we are represented by someone who can't relate to our problems who's not in our shoes who is actually living their lives you know in a different way they can't relate to our problems that is a problem because it's i mean practically you would need someone who relates to your problems who's actually encountering such problems for them to actually relate to your problem and a the problems that are being faced by the youth so i think nothing for the youth without the youth is actually a statement that really has to be emphasized so as to encourage youth to participate and encourage the relevant bodies to actually uh, create platforms where youths are presented are represented uh, represented or where youths um his voices are heard and uh, for the last question what can the youth do for their voices not only to be heard but to be drivers of policies i think more should be done i think more should be done i think we we have to um you know lobby for for such um things you know because in this current era like i'm emphasizing it's really hard for youths uh to you know emphasize on these things because of issues to do with politicization of everything but i think we have to advocate for 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 representation of the youth and consultation of the youth before policy implementation like like any other thing like everyone has to be consulted you know before any policy is implemented youths deserve a representation youths deserve to be heard they they deserve to be there when it when policies are, are being made and executed and the whole process you know they deserve to be there so i think 
we have to advocate and lobby for such to the end of this show and i want to thank each and every person who contributed to this episode thank you for sharing your voices with us thank you for sharing your opinions and your views on what youth engagement for global action means to you and what the international day of youth means to you and i hope that our voices your voice and my voice as young women will be drivers of change we want to see better and inclusive communities and cities and i hope that we'll see many young women rising up and taking a stand in their communities and speaking up and participating in democratic processes, participating in national processes and in, in local processes as well. Thank you for joining me. I'm Samgeli Sochuma and I hope to be with you next week. Bye.